0: Okay, imagine there's an all-natural nootropic that is the most abundant nutrient found in every cell in the human body, and supplementing with it has been proven in, wait for it, randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled clinical trials, and it's been proven to improve memory, protect the brain from aging, improve focus, improve mood, and it's approved by the FDA. Well, my friends, look no further than phosphatidylserine. And if you're ready to discover more about this potent nootropic, let's jump into it. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast. My name is Eric, and I'm the founder of holisticneutropics.com, and I'm here to help you get better performance out of your supplements and nootropics. One way you can do that is to make sure that you avoid buying all the junk supplements that are out there on the market today, and the best way to do that is to head on over to holisticneutropics.com and download a copy of my free supplement buying guide. This guide will walk you through ingredient by ingredient on what to look out for to make sure that you are avoiding 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 the $100 billion junk supplement market out there and ensure that you only buy the best products that are being sold today. Again, you can do that over at holisticnootropics.com. Also, if you're enjoying the video, if you're new to the channel, remember to subscribe, like the video, and we'll continue the conversation down in the comments below. So let's talk about phosphatidylserine. Let's talk about who should use phosphatidylserine. Well, If you look at the literature, if you look at the research that's been done on this nootropic, you'll immediately think, well, this is something that older people should use because it's very neuroprotective, it's good for boosting a lot of areas of cognition, it's especially good for the aging brain. Um, So definitely older people should use it, older people who are starting to feel that kind of onset dementia, that memory loss, that slower brain um, speed that's coming on. But then, you know, they always say like, you can start seeing dementia coming on in, you know, nowadays in people in their thirties, even their late twenties, definitely in their forties. So, if you want to stave off that cognitive decline or at least slow it down, this is a great uh, nootropic to take. For that, um, it's a great nootropic to take for anybody who needs to improve their memory. So again, students, people who are trying to, uh, you know, you're trying to learn a new skill, you're trying to learn information, you're just maybe you just are reading a lot of history books. You want to remember, you know, uh, facts and dates and names and places and things like that. Um, you know, so this is this is not a nootropic that you're going to use. Per se, for like mood benefits, there are plenty of nootropics out there. We've talked, uh, you know, extensively about those on this channel. This is not one of those nootropics. This is specifically for somebody who wants better brain performance for in the areas of memory and staving off cognitive decline. Which brings us into what is phosphatidylserine. So, simply put, it's the major acidic phospholipid found in human membrane. So, the human, me- uh, the cellular membrane. It's a phospholipid bilayer. That's because part of it is lipophilic and part of it's lipophobic. Meaning, part of it is soluble to water and part of it's soluble to fat. And the inside of it is soluble to fat. The outside of it is soluble to water. This is kind of like you know an evolutionary uh, you know phenomenon that's happened to. To really protect the cells, you know, to keep uh, to keep certain things out and to keep what the good stuff in, really. Um, and so, this is a phospholipid that you're going to find on the inner part of the membrane. So, uh, specifically, it's a structural component. Uh, it, well, it's also a structural component of the endoplasmic reticulum, nuclear membranes, Golgi apparatus, um, the inner leaflets of plasma membranes, and outer mitochondrial membranes. So, anywhere there's a membrane in the cell you're gonna find phosphatidylserine in there. So you can see already that it plays a major role in the overall health of cells, in the vitality of cells. Um, And this, I mean, you know, it's not sexy, right? It's not like a methylene blue where it's gonna boost the function of the mitochondria, but it might actually do that. It's going to definitely protect these different parts, these um, these different parts of the cell, which is what starts to deteriorate as you get older, as cellular, uh, you, you know, as your cellular health starts to deteriorate. So um, so this is gonna really, phosphatidylserine is going to really maintain the integrity of membrane health, which uh, helps maintain the integrity of cellular health. So what are some benefits of phosphatidylserine? Um, the biggest one, by far, is its neuroprotective health. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I I really love about phosphatidocerine is the fact that it has been extensively studied in humans in double-blind, placebo-controlled, randomized trials. So it's not like mechanistic data, which I think is fine. It's not like, you know, uh, data in animals, which I also think is fine. But you actually can see that when they give it to humans— And they can double blind the trial when they can randomize and they can use placebo that you do get the results you're looking for. So one such study was a study in 149 patients meeting criteria for age-associated memory impairment. They gave it this uh, phosphatidosterine or a placebo for 12 weeks. And what they noticed was that the phosphatidosterine group— improved via multiple neuropsychological parameters. And this study has also been replicated several times. There was one study in um, of phosphatidocerine for 12 weeks. In 30 elderly volunteers with memory complaints, ages 50 to 90 years, they gave them 300 milligrams per day of phosphatosarine, And they found that the phosphatidylserine group significantly increased the following uh, cognitive parameters. So memory recognition, um, memory recall, executive functions, and um, mental flexibility. And they also found that the phosphatidylserine improved their blood pressure. And I should note that in the original study, in 149 uh, patients, they also gave them 300 milligrams of Fosstatosiren, and the way they did that was they did uh, 100 milligrams um, three times a day. So, uh, so they so they have the data. Um, there was another double-blind, placebo-controlled trial where uh, they randomized the elderly patients with more severe memory loss and cognitive decline um, in six weeks of daily supplementation of 100 milligrams twice a day. And what they found was they stabilized the cognitive function with improvements in recall, long-term memory, uh, long-term memory, pattern recognition, and ability to perform the activities of daily living that were significantly greater than those produced by placebo. And what they also found was that when they discontinued the phosphatidylserine uh, supplementation, that uh, they actually reverted back to the pre-supplementation rates of cognitive decline. So you know, from that you get, hey, if you're an older person and you're going through cognitive decline and then you take the phosphatocerine, you're going to get the benefits. But then if you stop, you're going to, you're going to, uh, you're going to revert back to the, um, cognitive decline that you had before you took the supplementation. So, um, this is one of those supplements that you could just do it indefinitely and you'll be okay. Um, this is uh, another benefit is memory and learning, which you would imagine does come with uh, does come with the neuroprotective effects because as the mem- as the brain starts to go, so does the memory and learning capabilities. Um, again, they studied these in groups of elderly men and women with subjective memory complaints that have experienced significant improved abilities. System- oh, I'm sorry. After the six weeks, 12 weeks, or 15 weeks of supplemental phosphatidylserine, anywhere between 100 and 300 milligrams, they experienced significant improved abilities to sustain attention and memory improvement. Um, so, and the, again, this was done in randomized placebo-controlled trials. I will mention that some of these trials that you'll find if you search for phosphatidylserine trials online, they did uh, pair this with omega-3 fatty acids. So... Is it the phosphatidylserine? Yeah, it's definitely the phosphatidylserine doing it because you see this, um, you know, across different, um, you know, different trials. But it can be even more potent when combined with omega-3 fatty acids, which we'll talk about here uh, as we go along. Um, in terms of evidence for focus and concentration, there is some evidence that phosphatidylserine is really good for focus and concentration benefits. They studied this um, as an ADHD treatment in a double-blind placebo-controlled trial in 36 children aged uh, four to 14 years old, given 200 milligrams a day, showed significant improvements in ADHD symptoms, short-term memory, and focus parameters. And this was also seen, again, in a double-blind placebo-controlled trial in 300 children when the PS, phosphatidoserine, was paired with omega-3 fatty acid. The interesting thing here, is that in the 300 children, initially, only 150 of the kids took the PS, um, or took the, uh, experiment, so the PS with the omega-3 fatty acid, um, and then 150 kids got the placebo. The 150 kids on the experiment that were on the PSO3, um, they're the ones who saw the benefit, the 150 kids that were, uh, in the placebo group didn't see any benefit. Then they discontinued the, um, uh, after 15 weeks, they discontinued the original 150 kids. Then they took the placebo 150 kids, put them on the treatment, uh, the PSO3 treatment for 15 weeks, and then those kids saw uh, improvements in ADHD parameters. So... um I, I, I don't think you can really argue with that study done very very well. Um, and then you do see some mood benefits, although this one is a little. I know I was saying at the beginning, you don't take PS for mood benefits, and here is why. Um, there's not much data uh, supporting mood benefits. Um, it has been shown to alleviate depressive symptoms in patients diagnosed with major depressive disorder. They've seen this in some studies, but the problem is, is they don't know how that's done. So, uh, you know mechanistically, they can kind of figure out, hey, this is why you're seeing benefits in, um, you know, in, in, uh, in memory and in cognitive decline. But for the, for the mood, benefits, they don't really know. Some believe that it can be uh, due to a neurotransmitter boost, so like dopamine serotonin. Some believe it's through the ability of PS to lower HPA axis activity. So that's your hypothalamus pituitary axis. That's what basically controls all of your stress hormone release. And some believe it's because of the anti-inflammatory benefits. But again, they don't really know. So um, some other kind of more physiological benefits you're going to get from PS supplementation, you're going to get antioxidant benefits. So that's because you're literally preventing. You're 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 strengthening the um, the fatty part of the phospholipid layer of the uh of the cell membrane. So you're actually strengthening the cell membrane. So this actually pre- uh, protects cells from oxidative damage. And you also. Um, Uh, increase the capacity of human HDL particles to prevent oxidation of circulating LDL. So this is going to help. uh, This is going to give you an anti-inflammatory benefit. Um, You see this in cortisol stabilization. So cortisol modulation. um, And they've They know this because they've seen this in, um, in exercise induced cortisol response. So, you know, when you go exercise, you release a lot of cortisol. They studied this in people that were exercising and noticed that the groups that were taking upwards of 800 milligrams, specifically of bovine source phosphatidylserine, um, that they were able to stave off that cortisol, that, um, catabolic response, because when you work out, you want anabolic, you don't want so, so much cortisol, uh, catabolic, but it kind of comes with the territory when you see, you know, I'm not a fitness expert, so this isn't my area of expertise, but from what I understand, obviously you need both, but you don't want so much catabolism from cortisol that it, uh, that it takes away from the, from the growth part of, uh, of exercise. Um, and then this kind of carries over into stress. So you can control the cortisol response, you can modulate the cortisol response. They've shown this in kids that were preparing for exams. Um, they showed that when they took phosphatidocerine, they were able to improve test performance and test readiness. And they've even shown this in golfers who were improving, improving golf shots. Um, I'm not a golfer, but I think that when you play golf, there's quite a bit of stress involved. So calming that stress response that anxiety response um, with cortisol, they actually were able to improve their golf shots, uh, their driving abilities quite, uh, quite effectively. So, Um, so how does phosphatidylserine work? So it's highly bioavailable. This is a big thing because when you take some nootropics, some of these nootropics, they're not so bioavailable. Um, This does cross the blood-brain barrier. So that's very important. So you can get this straight into the brain. Um, It's highly effective at incorporating into cell membranes and increasing ATP, dopamine, acetylcholine in the cerebral cortex, along with cholinergic neurotransmission and signal transduction. So you're getting those neurotransmitters. You're getting... The boost of acetylcholine, that's the you know, that's the major uh, neurotransmitter of your parasympathetic nervous system. Your parasympathetic nervous system is active, your whole body's gonna start working better. And then it slows down brain deterioration, including loss of dendritic connections and loss of nerve growth factor receptors in the hippocampus and forebrain. So, this is the method by how it's neuroprotective, because as dementia and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and these neurodegenerative diseases come in. What they do is they slow down, they they literally deteriorate the brain, Um, they speed up loss of dendritic um, connections, specifically in the hippocampus. So when you're not able to remember, when you're not able to learn new things, that's deterioration in your hippocampus. This slows that down. Um, And then human studies show that it can increase glucose utilization in those with Alzheimer's, especially in the temporal parietal areas most affected by the disease. So right now they call Alzheimer's type three diabetes because basically what you're getting is in patients with Alzheimer's is poor glucose utilization. You know, you have circulating glucose that's not getting into cells. It looks like phosphatidylserine is actually able to boost utilization of your uh, of your internal sugars of your blood glucose in the brain. The brain is the biggest consumer of glucose, and if you can't get glucose into the brain, you're not gonna get uh, you're, you're not gonna get the uh, the, um, the ATP made because you're not getting proper use of it in glycolysis, into the Krebs cycle, into the electro, uh, electron transport chain. So. Um, and then you're not making cellular energy. You're not making BDNF. Uh, the brain is literally not using not using nutrition correctly. So um, it looks like phosphatidylserine is able to properly utilize glucose, which is very very important. Um, in biochemical reactions, it plays many roles. So, uh, you know, so one thing it, it specifically does biochemically is it increases interneuronal communication by increasing the fluidity of cell brain uh, cell membrane. So, it's the loss of cell membrane fluidity that's the hallmark sign of brain aging and deterioration. It increases efficacy of neurotransmission between pre and post synaptic. Membrane. so It's a part of a team of special chemical messengers inside the cell that help interpret messages sent between neurons. And so again, it's literally taking messages and it's speeding up that process and it's more efficiently doing it so that you don't have like, uh, you know, you don't have neurotransmission misfires. You don't have literally messages not getting to where they got to go. This is speeding it up and making it more effective. Um, and Physiologically, it plays a role in myelin in the brain. So uh, myelin is the fatty protective layer that wraps around nerve fibers, acting like insulation for electrical wires. So you know electrical wires, they have that um, insulation around them, that's myelin. And so PS plays a role in the myelination of neurons in the brain and helps speed up the transmission of electrical signals between nerve cells, enabling efficient communication within the nervous system. Um, So... Myelin plays a vital role in various aspects of brain function, including memory formation, focus, learning, and cognitive speed by ensuring efficient communications between neurons. Because myelin ensures that the signals sent between neurons involved in these processes are transmitted uh, quickly and accurately. So what I just gave you were several examples of how phosphatidylserine speeds up delivery of messages between neurons, how it a fit makes the um, makes the uh, delivery more efficient and more effective so as the brain deteriorates as you get older as you're uh, exposed to you know toxicity that slows your brain down as you have a toxic diet toxic lifestyle if you're exposed to drugs alcohol if you're getting a lot of uh, plastic exposure if you live in a big city and you're breathing in a lot of pollution, if you're eating a lot of sugar and vegetable oils and you're pre-diabetic, if you're diabetic, if you've got any kind of chronic disease, if you've got autoimmunity, all of these things affect how well uh, how well neurotransmission ha- uh, happens between neurons. It deteriorates uh, myelin. All of these things affect how well the brain performs. And what phosphatidylserine is doing is... It, it's not a wonder drug. It's not going to you know turn things around immediately, but it's going to slow, it's going to slow the, t- the deterioration down. And if you get rid of all of those underlying sabotaging uh, factors, it's going to actually boost the power of your brain. So, um, it also might be involved they don 't know for sure, but it might be involved with glial cell synaptic pruning, especially important in the developing hippocampus. so um, synaptic pruning by uh, glial cells this is one of the biggest things that keep your brain uh, that keeps your brain healthy. so the glial cells go in there and they basically prune throughout the brain all of the stuff you don 't need anymore. so this is what happens when you get into deep sleep. This is why deep sleep is deep quality sleep is so important um, because it 's literally the brain flushing itself out. P.S. might be involved with that process. Um, so where is the best place to buy phosphatidylserine? Um, there's two sources that I would recommend using. So the first one would be, uh, like you, it, it, you can find these in a lot of supplement um, manufacturers, but I think the two best are Nootropics Depot because uh, they offer two different kinds of phosphatidylserine. They offer a smart phosphatidylserine, which is basically a blend of the different phospholipids. So phosphatidylserine, phosphatidylcholine, and phosphatidylethanol- uh ethanolamine, phosphatidyl ethanolamine. I hate that word. Um, or you can just get regular phosphatidylserine, which I, I like to use myself. Um, or you can get it in like a pre-formulated stack. A lot of them have it. Um, my favorite is MindLab Pro. Gives you 100 milligrams of PS blended with other nootropics like um, Bacopa Manieri, Lion's Mane, City Choline, Pine Tree Extract or Pine Bark Extract, L tyrosine, rhodiola rosea, which, if you're going to make your own stack, those are good nutrients to, to combine it with. And really, you could stack this with anything. You could stack it. Um, the best way to use it that's actually been studied for the most benefits is with DHA or omega 3 uh, fatty acid. Um, you could stack it with caffeine. Um, you know, you could stack it with methylene blue. You could stack it with eracetam because remember, this is kind of working independently of dopamine. It's working independently of serotonin. It's working independently of acetylcholine. So just because you're taking a cholinergic or a dopaminergic or a serotonergic, this is not going to interfere with that process. It's not going to interfere with your medications. Um, It's just a good phospholipid-based product to have to boost the uh, to boost the brain's ability, to boost your membrane and your cellular ability to protect itself and to work much better. Um, the the dosing uh, is pretty simple, 100 to 300 milligrams uh, is where you're going to see the most cognitive benefit that's been studied. If you go a little higher, I don't think it can hurt you. In fact, I don't think there are really any side effects to the point where even the FDA has approved the use of phosphatosarine up to 300 milligrams, and if you know how the FDA is with different nootropics and a lot of you know good supplements, you know that's saying a lot. So. I would love to know what you guys think. Are any of you taking phosphatidylserine? Do you stack it? Do you use it in something else? Have you noticed any benefits? Let me know what you think down in the comments. If you enjoyed the video, then head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave the podcast a five-star review or just simply like it on YouTube. Otherwise, we're done for today, everybody. I'll catch you on the next video. Peace.